Welcome back to Marvel News Desk, your best place to keep up with all the latest news, reviews, and speculation concerning Marvel films and TV shows. We are back with Rhiannon, Adam, myself, I'm Caleb, and uh, here for another lovely Loki review episode. Yep. Um, right off the top, this is my last episode of Marvel News Desk because I'm halfway through Sweet Tooth, and next week I will be starting Sweet Tooth News Desk. Um, <laughs> thank you so much. For the time uh you guys have afforded me these past few years but it is now time for me to branch off and talk about Gus nonstop. so are you you've been enjoying the show adam it's I mean, you like so i it's so effing good man it's so good it's dive diverts from the comic significantly but it's i mean i liked lock and key too and lock and key wasn't even close to what the comic was really um i love the comic the comics one of my favorite comics. The show is really good too. So. Yeah, we have been uh, so we started the leftovers after we watched Watchmen. We like it. It's just so like heavy that like there's just a lot of nights where we're like, hey, do you want to do a leftovers? And it's like, no, I'm not in the mood for that. And so we have been trying to discipline ourselves to finish the leftovers by saying that we cannot start Sweet Tooth. Until we have it's, finished the leftovers, it's, it's so. almost Disney-ish in a sense. Oh yeah, whoever can that at Hulu needs fired if they aren't already. Man, that was the worst decision Hulu could have made. It's a dynamite show, dynamite. Wait, but it's already been canned, so no at Hulu. Hulu canned. They filmed the pilot with half the same cast. Oh okay. In what 20, 2017 or something? Uh, okay. Years, and then it's on Netflix ago. now. Yeah, it's on Netflix now. Okay. The first season. So it has one season left anyways. If in, if Yeah. That. Netflix says they have a 67% renewal rate. And it doesn't feel like they have a 67% renewal rate. I'm sure we can get somebody on that statistic. Also, that probably is all their shows. So mm-hmm. like uh, Spirit, the, like, uh, the Spirit of Cimarron or whatever, like the kids animated uh show about a pony i that show's been renewed probably seven times like there's a million seasons of all these crummy cartoons the kids watch i'm sure they count every one of those renewals against one daredevil like you know cancellation boss baby or bubble guppies or whatever what's the not lululemon the uh, coco melon yeah i think there's also there's also like there's a bunch of bbc shows that they claim as netflix exclusives because they yeah, you know, like Peaky Blinders is mm. produced by somebody else or whatever, and they just like pay for it to be a Netflix exclusive, but right. they're going to keep making it not because Netflix says so. Yeah, but that's that's totally it. You're like, well, you guys canceled Daredevil. And like, yes, but we renewed five different DreamWorks animation shows. Oh, okay, cool. That makes everything better. <laughs> All right. Um, it's kind of a not great news for week for news i feel like by the way that was a joke everyone that was a joke we are not <laughs> sweet tooth news to let's clear that up i realize that i sound like ben stein most days but that was a joke <laughs> very sarcastic it does crack me up because sometimes we'll get i mean i haven't looked at reviews in forever so i really don't care but I, when i used to look at reviews they'd be like i don't know that adam guy seems to like not really enjoy himself or seems to be grumpy and it's just like a, a mixture of your accent plus like a dry humor. 
and certain listeners do I think not that's get it. accent dry humor and depression is what the uh, concoction <laughs> is i believe that's what the concoction maybe not even dry humor just just iowegian accent and depression well, and you could tell that we weren't upset at all. We were like, okay, yeah, Adam. Yeah, see you, Adam. Adam's <laughs> gone. Like, Peace if Adam out. were really leaving Smell the show, later. we would actually be upset. <laughs> Next so. week, we start up the podcast with a new co-host. And Adam, <laughs> Adam jumps on the Zoom. He's like, what the heck, guys? We're like, oh, you, you weren't kidding? Sorry. <laughs> hey, man. Give to the Patreon and you'll see. We'll uh, We'll see. I might start um, my own Patreon now. You know, that's that's all the rage. <laughs> Everyone's starting a Patreon. I'll just yeah. I don't know what the hell I'll give you every month. Price you don't want, but yeah. well, all you got to do is you got to save a bunch of old magazines, and then when a scoop comes out, write a note about that scoop, and then put it next to the old <laughs> magazines. <laughs> that is and... exactly what I'm gonna do. Hey, I, that's what I I have a problem with saving old magazines. I had to unsub from uh, Entertainment Weekly just because what do you do you read through them and recycle them except i like felt guilty about recycling what the hell do i do with five years of bon appetit you know i can't recycle them because they have all sorts of recipes right if you save them long enough they become like a collector's item like i have a friend that collects old like super old cookbook and cooking magazines and stuff but well if your friend is in the need of any Bon Appetits or food and wine from, let's say, August 2017 on. No. Not quite vintage. No, no, no you got to hold on to them. The century. You've got to hold on to them to the point that people think you have a problem, and then one more year. Yeah. I mean, I think the problem, Adam, you've often said you're here for a good time and not a long time. I'm here for a good time. <laughs> the problem is you need the long time for the museum, the, the magazine. That's the crappy become. part. I know. Yeah. I know. It's yeah. the, you, can't, you can't hoard and invest with a good time. This has actually been bothering me, and I'm not trying to pick on anyone specifically, but like, there's this goofiness of like, in a movie, when someone kidnaps someone and they want to prove that it's like legit and it's happening now. They use today's paper because in the past you couldn't have had today's paper, but scoopers are using this to prove something in the past, but it doesn't work that way. Someone today can have old magazines, somebody, you know, like it works to prove the recency of something, not the age of something. And every time they do it, I'm like, that doesn't work the way you think it does. Are you pointing to your old comics there in the background? No, my old newspapers. Oh, right there. I have uh, just Mr. a stack President of old ones. Barack Obama's signed something up there with his yeah. uh, inauguration paper. So, yeah, if you had a bunch of papers from like Barack Obama's and you like spread them all out and then you put a note that was like, I know that Lady Loki appears in episode two of Loki, you could be like, See, I've known this since 2008 or 2006, whenever Obama was like, you know, like I- I've known this the whole time. No, I, that doesn't work that way. <laughs> I knew there was going to be Armor Wars and Ironheart, November 3rd, 2008. Before even Iron Man was hot out in theaters. <laughs> yeah. Like, straight to Armor Wars and Ironheart. Ironheart yeah. wasn't even a character yet. Shouldn't even exist yet. But you have the magazines to prove it. How can we doubt you? Can't. Wait, you guys doubt me in the first place? <laughs> Never. Who doubts the great and wonderful Wizard of Oz or whatever that line is? Well, which is all to say, like, I do think the people that are doing that knew that stuff on those dates. Absolutely. It just, their logic isn't holding on that part. 
Yes, correct. That was all. I'm I was lost. Which is a great segue to Loki. Now. <laughs> all right. So Speaking something... of time sh- that doesn't make sense, let's go. <laughs> so, uh, so uh, in the news this week, um, Vin Diesel did just what the most guy. bizarre thing. So if you didn't see this, uh, he was uh, doing an interview for F9 with Adam's coworker. Brandon Davis mm-hmm. and Brandon said, thanks for being on the interview. It was nice talking to you. And Vindy's like, yeah, it was really good talking to you. I'm really excited about things. I'm excited to talk to you again. Maybe we'll talk later after Groot goes back to planet X in guardians three. <laughs> and it was like, Oh, like it was not like it was he wasn't insane. thinking for it. He just threw it out there because he wanted to. Um, so yeah, apparently we're going to Planet X and Guardians 3. Do you think uh, Marvel planned for Vin to say this, or was it just a spontaneous brain fart? We talked about that. At what point is it spoil? I mean, is it spoiler? First of all, this is the type of situation I'm glad BD uploaded the full video, because no, it's like almost unbelievable otherwise, because he says right there, the interview's done, and Vin's just like dragging it out, and it's like... Planet X, tell Kevin, blah blah blah. And they're like, what? The, what the hell are you doing, man? Like, you can't. Get, now you're going to get us in trouble for wh- what you said. Um, are they going to fire? Have they fired anyone? They've probably fired that stunt performer from She Hulk. Mm-hmm. Um, they're not going to fire Vin Diesel, right? Right. Same Planet X. We don't. We don't. He didn't even say if it was Guardians Three either. He didn't say if it was a Groot spinoff. He didn't say if it was the I Am Groot minis or the holiday special maybe or the holiday special um i'll take any of them yeah we don't even know if vin's you know so it was that confirmation vin's voicey and groot and i am groot because he already did baby groot if it's an animated series you know and it's produced by marvel studios it just kind of makes sense to keep vin on board yeah uh, it just seems not like a fireable offense if, if mark ruffalo can accidentally stream the first 10 minutes of thor ragnarok this ties into the other Sony marketing stuff we're talking about. You know, it's, oh, we'll, we'll, we'll get to that in a second. Yeah. They've built this thing where you believe every single thing is intentional and it's not. We always go back to the callbacks or the throwback. There's only so many ways you can frame a scene, guys. You know, there's only so many ways a person can hold a shield or a person can pat someone on the shoulder. Not everything has to be. Callbacks would be what? I can do this all day? Or callbacks would be, what else does he say? On your um, left. On your left. That would probably be a callback. Um, or I don't or know. Everyone recently, believes- the, the Loki one, where it's like, there's a woman in the background. She has brunette hair. It's somewhat like an old hairstyle. Yeah, Peggy Must Carter. Be like- Peggy Carter. <laughs> sure. Okay. Yes. Rihanna, do you have thoughts on Planet X or uh, any news here for Guardians? No, no. But I do agree with that. I mean, there is a point where we do have to remember that these people are human, and no matter how much Marvel makes people scared to say things, like Ven doesn't seem like the type of guy that gets scared of much. It probably was just a slip. By the way, if you think I'm a sleepy person on the mic, go go listen to him because you can hear the hear what the hell he said. <laughs> Sounds like freaking Rocky Balboa. Adrian, <laughs> I almost think it's on purpose. So there's a really good THR piece right now out about um, Assad Ayaz. I think is his name. He's the like head marketing guy at Marvel, Disney Studios. Disney Studios. Yeah. Well, right. Disney Studios. So he does all the Marvel films and TV shows and mm-hmm. stuff as well. And 
he just like he talks about how they like plan out pretty carefully when they reveal information down to things like with black widow they talked about well let's start with a black color palette early on in the trailers and posters and then move to a white color palette late like they just they think about a ton of this stuff i just don't think it's impossible that they talked about like okay how can we start like how do we build this and they're like well should we give them anything well we're gonna let them know when the movie comes out early in 2021 with the big sizzle reel uh what if during f9 like vin just dropped like a really little detail that we all know is gonna happen like i don't know it just how the way it came out of the blue it almost felt like a marketing person said hey we want you to drop the words planet x in this interview and he got to the end he's like oh crap i didn't do it and so he just like blurted it out that may not be happening but i don't think it's impossible that it's going on either you know yeah, Tyrese, Tyrese heard, uh, you know, Marvel and Sony are working together. So that's probably where, the, holy shit, Mar- Morbius is in the MCU. That's, so that was, that was, very, that was the next story from, uh, out of this. Tyrese <laughs> was asked if, if Morbius was in the MCU. And my guess is that Tyrese doesn't know what the MCU is. Because <laughs> he immediately was like, oh, yeah, yeah, totally, definitely. And there was like... And then Sony, within hours, like sending out, like, no, that is not correct. Tyrese is not right. Also, he gave it a new release date. He told us that it was getting pushed back from, whatever, January, January February October. next year to October. And apparently that is completely incorrect as well. So, like, I don't know, Rihanna, we've talked about this in the past. It came up, I always remember Benedict Wong talking about, like, doing Doctor Strange 2. And he gave, like, a totally incorrect filming date. To me, it's just more proof that we can't totally trust these actors to really know everything that's happening. I mean, yes, the time that the movie is coming out is important to the talent in that movie because they're going to have to do the press tour. You know, they're contractually obligated to do some sort of press tour. I mean, especially like Morbius, they filmed that like two years ago. You know, like I would be surprised if these actors remember minor plot beats unless something significant happened with them, you know, while filming or or that they enjoyed um but yeah stop acting asking actors these questions that like trying to get this inside beat on like the future of the universe from some actor that that you know legitimately you know on movies they film these movies in six months if it's not the star it was probably three months of their life or less you know there's there's even if they seem to be on camera for like five minutes or, you know, if you see them in the final product, it's not that much time on set. It's not a huge deal. Um, and they have a whole lot of other life and other things that they're doing in between. So, yeah, I mean, I just trying to get gotcha questions out of these actors is only going to create these confusing situations. Until you get to like a Hiddleston who's a producer on his show or something like that. Like, you know, those people really know what's going on, but yeah. Well, and there's different, some actors really care about their careers and are really into these details. I get the sense some other actors kind of wake up and they go, Hey agent, what do I do today? Yeah. Like you go here and you do this. And he goes, okay, great. And he finishes his job and he goes out and parties that night. And then the next morning he calls his agent. What am I doing today? You know, like, 
they do have a lot of staff that help direct things for Jamie Foxx canceled his own Netflix show last night. Like, he's like, yeah, screw it. I don't want to do this anymore. I am offended about gotcha questions, but I, I can't really say more. So I can't defend myself. Or, I mean, you know, I, I like Tyrese I, provided this to. I mean, you have to ask questions. I mean, I get that, you know, it's an industry, but. I I think you have to look at who you're asking what question. It's like yes, there are gotcha questions. I so they it was asked if he's in the MCU, and Tyree said yes. So to clarify, a follow up question was: so Morbius exists in the same franchise as the Avengers and these other so and so like Falcon and Winter Soldier and stuff. To which it was a double yes. So yeah, I mean. Well, you know, I mean, you would think people know. Maybe do people not know what, like, Tyrese doesn't know who Falcon and Winter Soldier are? Maybe. Apparently Tyrese did not understand this question. I mean, I guess my thing is, so I don't blame the outlet, Adam. Like, I get, to me, everyone's got to do their job. But then as consumers of media, we have to remember what people's jobs are. So, like, yes, the reporter has to ask that question because that's what the readers want to know about. And if Tyree says yes, you're going to get lots of clicks. It's going to bring in lots of revenue and attention. And, it's good and at the same time, I mean, Michael Keaton was in the trailer, right? Right, right, right. No, so I, 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 I don't blame the reporter for asking the question. You have to. And I don't totally blame Tyrese for answering it incorrectly because it's not really his job to know about, like, the inner workings of the Sony Marvel relationship and what's considered canon by the story groups. It's his job to show up and act. And so I just think as fans, you've got to be smart enough to go, is this person someone who knows this? And the way that Tyrese immediately just said, yes, I was like, no, this guy does not know what's going on. You know, like he is, I'm sure in Tyrese's mind, he's like, yeah, it's a Marvel movie. Absolutely. And yeah. yeah, it's the same. It's the same IP as Captain America stuff. But like, does Tyrese understand that in the mid '90s, Marvel was going under bankruptcy problems, and so they sold the rights to certain characters, and those characters are determined in part by which comic book they originally appeared in. Like, we have a lot of this nerd knowledge that normal people do not have. And the like, is this in the same universe as the Avengers? Like. I mean, even if you're watching like the first Ant-Man, is that the same universe as the Avengers? I mean, I don't know. Do you think that side characters there like new, you know, even like Captain Marvel, you know, do all of the actors that aren't that haven't watched like these movies, because there really are people out there that haven't watched these movies. I mean, to me, if I'm interviewing somebody from Sony and I want to know if they're in the MCU and they just offhandedly give a shocking yes like oh so Tom Holland's Spider-Man shows up or you know uh, I mean to me there there are more direct ways to sort of check on that but to just sort of jump straight so it's the same world as the Avengers and I mean, clearly he didn't know <laughs> and... I, I would just remind everyone at this point that Gwyneth Paltrow does not remember what movies she was in like that Dave Filoni, uh, not Dave Filoni, that, um, oh, I'm yeah. mixing up my John Mando Favreau. people. 
that John Favreau thing where he's like, yeah, remember when we were in this movie together? And she's like, oh, I don't remember that. To me, that was a wonderful insight into how disconnected some of these people are from the work they're doing. No, all Tyrese's fault. All of Sony's fault. It's all, it's all their faults. I think we can tell when there are actors and projects and they aren't passionate about that project or they don't care to know anymore about, you know, those that you say, like Caleb, the, you know, I'm going to show up and I'm going to say my lines and then I'm going to go home and think about what's for dinner. I think you can see the difference. And I think the fandom recognizes the difference. And I think in the finished products, you recognize those differences, which I don't know. I've ranted about this a lot with my friend, like Batman going over to DC news desk stuff here. You know, like I feel like there are so many, well, Spider-Man, you know, Tom Holland grew up wanting to be Spider-Man. There are probably thousands of actors out there that grew up wanting to be Spider-Man. You know, you should never have an actor as Spider-Man that isn't passionate about Spider-Man. You know, that the, the, because you could throw something out into a crowd and find three people that would die to be Spider-Man. Um, to like turn around and cast somebody that hasn't ever read a single Spider-Man comic or watched a Spider-Man movie would be a great injustice. And I think we feel that when we see his character. So I think like as these universes grow and now that it's at the point where every actor wants to be in some sort of comic oriented film, you're getting actors that want to be in it because they want the paycheck and they want the glory and they, you know, they, they want what comes with it. They want the, the acclaim. And I think um, Elizabeth Olsen, even in one of the recent interviews said something about, you know, having the cred from Marvel means they get the funding to do these indie projects. So it's even like a new route for indie actors. You know, you want to be in these artsy films, go get, you know, a leading Marvel role. And then you'll be able to get funding for your independent artsy stuff. Um, so I feel like as we get that, there there are actors that just don't care about their information. And and that shows. Yeah, and I mean like that that, you know, the the situation shows that type of situation. Um but anyways, that's that's Owen Wilson was with uh with Jimmy Kimmel this week. And I felt like that that uh thing you're talking about, Rhiannon, was really clear there, where he said, Oh yeah, I didn't know I had not watched much Marvel movies. I didn't know anything about the MCU. But then later in that interview, he's like, Well, when Marvel called, I mean, if Marvel calls, you answer the phone. Yeah okay, well, how do those things work together? What he's saying is, I don't care about the content. I don't watch the movies, but I'm smart enough about the business that I understand that when the corporate entity named Marvel calls, you pay attention. And I think that really displays what you're talking about, that it's a business reality now. Yeah, and I mean, for Mobius, yes. I mean, how nobody grew up wanting to be Mobius, um maybe adam did i don't know yeah and speak for yourself (laughs) (laughs) and i mean like i doubt hiddleston grew up wanting to be loki right um you know like there's there's plenty of actors that have been brought into these characters that weren't passionate about it but a lot of them caught up after they got the character you know there's there's plenty that got casting i mean i hiddleston is now an expert on loki 
you know he has definitely read a few comics he has you know he gave the professor loki speech to the writers and all of that to get them up to speed he has caught up and now respects the fandom in that regard you know sebastian stan didn't know who the heck the winter soldier was or who bucky was when he took that role um but he's embraced that there is that connection and and you know become the expert in that character i i i don't fault actors taking a job because actors need jobs um i don't fault any of it i just think you can tell the difference so if i'm tyrese i just say yes to everything in these interviews because i'm sure he gets asked all the time so is someone going to come back for uh fast and furious 10 or are you how many you know are you signed on to be in fast and furious 15 if i'm tyrese everything i'm asked i just go yep mm -hmm, absolutely you know just watch the internet burn down every time it happens just hire a good pr person to retract retract um other little bit of news we got silk uh has a showrunner tom speziali i think it is uh who worked on watchmen as a producer is going to show run the silk show every time i hear that something's happening with the show i go wow that's actually happening you know like sony talked so much about tv when they put out spider-verse but here we are three years later and we haven't seen any fruit but it seems like this one's really happening so will that be a showrunner but apparently that was incorrect so where will this be? Um, I know we went Amazon. through like the Sony. It'll be on Amazon. Okay. Yeah. So Speaking yeah. of good business decisions, you should probably like diversify a little bit of your portfolio, I guess. You know, I mean, it's not like Disney also owns ABC and Hulu and Freeform and all sorts of other stuff, you know, but if they want to kill network television disney can kill network television instead of putting new warriors on freeform whatever the show that's so good it wrote itself out of existence the show that was so good that would be a perfect fit for disney plus is you know piss on it we don't want this you know it's just so good it was so good it would have destroyed the world to be didn't have room on the freeform schedule my ass what the hell else you showing reruns of whose line is it anyways and some shadow hunters boy. oh my gosh great. you guys there is a show on freeform right now called cruel summer that was very good was it mm-hmm. kevin smith's daughter's in it harley. yeah yeah that's why i ended up watching it because harley was in it and um i did not have regrets i almost dropped that in the little tirade there but i haven't watched it so i wanted to give it a fair shot i didn't want to say what the hell you bump new warriors for cruel summer and i haven't seen cruel summer i have watched shadow hunter so i will kind of hop back on that train <laughs> i just i love that i can say oh silk has a showrunner and adam's brain is so in tune to new warriors at any given moment that he can quickly draw the line to talking about I can draw, give me again. two things and I'll draw the line man. <laughs> I sit here all day I do it professionally let's draw lines let's draw lines just do Daredevil how are we going to get Daredevil and Iron Fist and Darkhawk in the new Sleepwalker series in two years let's you want to plot that out let's plot that out right now Amazon yeah Illuminati already said that they had a uh person show running it already but they don't so it's watch almost it, like because illuminati got it wrong then 
No, Almost. no way. They, hey man, they've been doing good. They had a lot of people gave them crap for the Elijah Wood thing. Turns out Elijah Wood is in Toxic Avenger. Um, so let's just not as the villain or whatever. Just not as the villain because Kevin Bacon is. Phil Lord and Chris Miller have the same role on here as they did for Spider Verse. So I don't. Know. Yeah, I guess the weird thing about all this has been to me that like Spider Verse came out and they had all this momentum and everyone's loving it and like people are going crazy about how great Spider Verse is and they're like, oh, we're gonna do all this spin off stuff and then it just feels like it got stuck in the mud. Like, I mean, I understand there was a pandemic, but like nothing has moved in three years. Animation takes incredibly slow, like super, super slow. For all we know, they could actually already have all their pieces already recorded and stuff. They probably already do, you know. I guess um, I mean the sequel the animation the Spider Verse sequel comes out next year though, right? I believe so October next year. Same date as uh it was on that same date as Blade that we all thought Blade was. So I'm finding it hard to believe. Here's the weird thing about the pandemic and like that there's a Spider Verse sequel coming out next year. Like I feel like we had two years of seeing clips from the Spider Verse movie at cons. You know, like by the time that movie came out, I felt like I had seen half of it. And we've seen none of that. And it's because we haven't had cons, but we've seen none of it. <laughs> like, but, which I think it is. Like, normally we would see more hints that these things were coming and all of that because there would be more fan, you know, events for fans to get clued in. Yeah. There's uh, the one, I mean, pandemics change so, like, part of Animaniacs, the reboot, they recorded through Zoom and they used the Zoom quality in the actual show just to meet deadlines and stuff. So it's insane how you don't need to go in a sound booth and stuff. You yeah, know? I was about to say, Marvel News Desk, professional quality audio. That's what we're professional saying. Professional quality. Disney quality. I mean, why are we're not the official podcast of Marvel yet? Have we got a season to desist for using Marvel? No, I hope yeah. not. Do we have anywhere that it would they have could come send to your mail? address, Adam? I was about to say, do we have anywhere that we actually receive mail? However, if they did try to contact open us? up mail, it all goes in the trash. You guys open up your mail. <laughs> like, yeah. would lawyers try to contact us via our Twitter handle, possibly? Like a message? Well, maybe? No, the other night somebody did say I was served, but that <laughs> also went in the trash. So, and he was wearing Mickey Mouse here, so maybe. <laughs> <laughs> I love the idea that Disney's lawyers walk around in Mickey Mouse ears, like maybe a Donald Duck cap, you know? <laughs> no, I was, I'm like, why is Goofy skipping off the sidewalk? <laughs> You've been served. Oh, <laughs> no, we're good. We I'm going to see the pants <laughs> That's a good Disney Plus idea. Disney Donald <laughs> Duck, attorney at law. Goofy, attorney at law. Goofy. Goofy Esquire. <laughs> yes. Goofy Esquire. A Goofy Movie 3. I plead the fifth or Goofy Movie 3. I They reboot Ally McBeal, except for Goofy is the other main character in it. <laughs> As we move in towards Loki stuff, Disney also made some big announcements this week that Disney Plus is moving to Wednesdays as their drop day. Uh we talked about it ahead of time. How how have you guys liked the Wednesday drops? Have they worked for you or no? my whole world is upside down like when it it, like yes it's always awesome when the show comes out on wednesday but when friday comes i get upset that there isn't a new show 
It makes the week feel longer. It does. It makes it excruciatingly long. But I assume Disney wants people to go to the movie theaters on Thursdays and Fridays. Yeah. So. It's, I don't love it because we watch our um, Loki with our oldest kid. But like we have a, a, like a, a meeting that we have on Wednesdays. And so like we watch it with her at 930 when we're finally home and done with all our day's stuff. But even for her age, like that's a late night. You know, my wife's nodding off by 1030 when we're watching Loki. Like it does. It is a little harder to squeeze it in. Hopefully summer break will make it better. I kind of wish that it was not like TVs on Wednesday and movies on Friday. I really feel like every studio should get their own day. So like I'd love to keep Star Wars on Fridays and, you know, put Marvel on Wednesdays and then. You know, when they start doing Pixar shows, those can be on Tuesdays. Like to me, the that you makes buried more on sense. Monday, Universal or something. Yeah, Sony, you get Mondays. Discovery Plus, Warner or, Plus, not Discovery, Nat, Nat Geo. I'm sorry, Nat Geo. Yeah, if you want to watch Penguin shows, sorry, those are on Mondays. I really hate it when people spoil the Penguin shows. Exactly. <laughs> there are some pretty. Uh, hefty, I was about uh, to say I say that, but when Curse of Oak Island is out, I really kind of like to watch that? that unspoiled is that guilty pleasure pilgrims huh is that the disappearing like settlers no that's roanoke island oak island is in canada um it's a long story i'll i'll catch you up later speaking of canada funko just announced letter kenny pops pre-order the whole set letter kenny is the funniest comedy ever made and i will fist fight anyone who says otherwise all right Coming next week, Letterkenny News Desk from the creators of Marvel <laughs> News Desk. And Sweet Tooth News Desk. From the defector from Marvel News Desk. We need a spinoff sometime. Uh, my, uh, the eldest daughter was like, Dad, I think I'm going to start doing Star Wars News Desk. I was like, actually, if you could do a good job of it, I think we'd be fine with that. <laughs> fine with, guess what? We already awesome. have the LLC. You don't even have to go down yeah. to the attorney. Yeah. <laughs> We already ha- own the uh, URL, don't we? Dude, I don't know. Maybe. Who knows? I know we own DC. Yeah, we don't know what we're doing. I think we bought DC and Star Wars. Excellent. What about Uh-oh. Goofy, Goofy's at the door again with an <laughs> All right. Um, so, Loki, episode two. How'd you guys uh, feel about this one? Rihanna, last week Adam said that you would like it more. Do you like it more? I felt personally attacked in this episode, which um... I knew this was coming. <laughs> Bring it on. I'm so excited like, about this conversation. So I love, love, love the concept of the variants hiding in storms. Um, and I actually, I mean, if we had recorded this like Wednesday night, I have a lot of things I've worked through since then. Um, but I love the idea of, of, variants hiding in apocalypse level events um i think there's a very loose definition of apocalypse level event but Uh i i I think the logic holds well i think it was a great idea i love it um five people in a walmart during a cat five hurricane is not an apocalypse level event without warning even in 2050 even with climate change um and don't hang out in a Walmart and think FEMA's going to come rescue you, folks. Don't do it. Don't go to a Walmart for shelter ever. 
or a big box store, whether it's called Walmart or Roxcart. Okay. Yeah, just don't go to Walmart. (laughs) See, I I took some of that as like Roxon, just Roxon corporate lies, right? Like, oh no, you'll be safe. Like, they're trying to squeeze some more profit margin out of these idiots before they die. Sure, sure. Go through and justify it, like all the ways that it takes to enjoy it, but don't do it, people. Um, as your local, as your local emergency management expert, um, hurricanes come with warning. I don't care how big they are, what century it is, and how bad climate change is. A Cat Five hurricane is a climate disaster. So, like they're going through, and they're like, "Not the climate disaster of 2048." And like I'm sitting there watching, and I'm like, "What the heck would be the climate disaster of 2048?" And they're like, "Oh, but here's a big hurricane." And I'm like, "That is a climate disaster of 2048." Like, anyways. Um, if they had just made it like a rocks cart in Oklahoma and a tornado comes through with no warning, I would have zero issues with all of this. Cause if you are in a big box store during a huge tornado, yeah, it's very bad. It's very yeah. bad. Like, like there's like, it's one of the worst places to be. Um, so anyways, I just I just have major issues with that part of it. But so once I get past like the stuff that I know from like just my professional life, um, also FEMA is not going to save you. Um, I like it. I like it. Um, my my I, least I... favorite line in that was, do you guys have a helicopter? Can you get us out of here? Because yeah, yeah a helicopter is what you want to jump yeah. in when it's storming like that. Yeah, you want to hop in a hur- helicopter during a hurricane. <laughs> I, I, I mean, it all felt to me like some people that grew up in LA were writing about Alabama, um, except for giving that they didn't give them bad Southern accents. So yeah. that was the only part that was missing. They should have just, you know. They they even they even got their rednecks wrong. They threw a hillbilly in when you needed a redneck. Like you're not gonna be wearing flannel and out no. It was um yeah, I mean, I don't know. It just felt to me like that was just very badly written like plot point there. But if you to the point that even like Charles Villanueva on uh Twitter was like, Yeah, I'm hoping that they chose that so badly for a reason. Like he's hoping that it was intentional that this was a not real disaster or didn't really meet the criteria or something, which I don't, I I don't think that's it. I think, I think they just, you know, most people had no issues with this. Um, so anyways, other than that, like I, I liked it. And that's where I am having like my biggest issues are coming from people treating these like they are something amazing and fantastic and I'm like, it's good, solid TV, but you can't say the fights in this are magnificent when you have Loki, like that first fight where it was like two poles, you know, like a person and they like, tap, tap, tap. Okay, fight's over. Like, I don't feel like we're getting anything epic and previously unseen, but I'm enjoying the journey. I'm enjoying the story. I love the Owen Wilson Hiddleston banter. Um, and so far, I'm still liking it. Adam? I got all sorts of things, but first, I feel like we can't go past um, the discussion of hillbillies and rednecks aren't one and the same. 
I no. feel like we should have this discussion, but I also realize we do need to talk Loki. So I'll, I will uh, we'll put that on the side and keep that in the back pocket. Someone else bring that up in the mailbag, please, so we can talk about it in the future so we don't forget. Because we need to talk about that. Hillbillynewsdesk.com. One second. <laughs> um, no. Hillbillies live the... in the hills. Rednecks live in the flatlands. But... Oh, so we're all rednecks here. Yeah, you're rednecks. Hmm. Okay. Um, the first time they said apocalypse and like the hurricane and made the uh, connection, I'm like, oh, I should totally make a mock business card for Rhiannon that says apocalypse recovery expert or something. I'm like, how many apocalypses has she lived through? A zillion. She does this for a living. That's incredible. Uh, exactly. No, that's just, it's super nitpicky stuff. I, um, I was under the assumption that's Lady Loki, but apparently it's not even Lady Loki according to select international credits, and it might actually be Enchantress. Um, or, or somehow so. be a combo of the two. Yeah, maybe? and it's it's here they called her the variant. Um, there's a, there's a lot of thing. The, there's a thing last night I saw on Reddit where um, the boxes on the store. PlayStation 4 controllers were on the shelf, which was kind of a peculiar choice because they built Captain Marvel's blockbuster from the ground up. But here in Roxcart, they used technology at that at the time would be 40 no, years old. This is totally accurate, Adam. Have you tried to buy a PS5? Yeah, yeah. I get PS4 the joke. PS4 is the only thing that I any get of the us joke, are ever going about to get to the, use. What's 30 years ago, there weren't even cell phones, right? Like Jerry Seinfeld had a car phone. Or, you know, what's think about 40 years so maybe technology doesn't advance between i mean i thought we would have hover cars by 2025 like elon musk is trying to get to the moon by 2030 and we can't even get a ps6 by 2050 that's what the climate change disaster did so they had the climate change disaster like a year or two before this and that must have just retroacted all of our technology right i mean we have had retroactive technology but like we used to have supersonic flights to Europe. Also, this is to me not a substance. I mean, like it's fine. I don't care yeah. what's on the shelves. Like people who are spending time oh, totally getting the rocks right. on. I, if we say the same thing as they place these little tiny Easter eggs, you know, yeah, you give, uh, yeah. You know, See, I had that same type of issue with the TVA looking like the inside of a hotel and then finding out the tva was filmed in the inside of a hotel like everybody's going like oh look at the fabulous production that they've done and i'm like i look at the tva and i see the inside of an embassy suites oh my gosh (laughs) they made the inside of a marriott look like the inside of an embassy suites i tva loki presented by howard johnson (laughs) it's yeah it's i don't know I, i did love um their kind of faith-based conversation almost i think that went uh drove everything forward just so much um see it's interesting because that is the thing that conversation in the the cafeteria this episode is that to me like all these other things have completely faded in my mind and the brilliance of tom hiddleston and owen wilson talking about jet skis and belief and what makes something real to me that is so fascinatingly amazingly good that like when when it comes to playstation 4s on the shelves i am still too busy like 
thinking about what it means for someone like Mobius to love jet skis to like be thinking about what's on the shelf, if that makes any sense. And I agree with you, Caleb. And that's why I say if we had podcasted on Wednesday, I would have a completely different view. My problem is all of these little things are taking me out and they're my issues are more with other fans that are out there. Like Adam said, saying like, Oh my gosh, every little thing means something. Yeah. No, you know, and people going like, oh my gosh, Marvel is doing such an amazing job with cinematic quality and everything. Like, no, they made the inside of a Marriott look like the inside of a Marriott. Like they they have, you know, they turned a big box store into a big box store in 2048. And it is, a sl- and, and, but no, I love that they had that conversation. Right. This did also, this is the episode where uh, Ravona, as Mr. Mobius calls her, did seem to take a heel turn her her earliest comments were 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 pretty concerning we found out mobius has never seen the timekeepers yeah and how she's speaking on their behalf um it's all fake it's that so the statue behind her desk mm -hmm. that's jonathan majors isn't it like am i totally making it up or is that it, it, it looks it looks similar like I forgot what's their real names. It's like Vorth and Xantin. I can't remember the third one. I had crazy super futuristic names. Um but then see at the same time, C twenty or Sasha Lane's character gave the whereabouts to where the timekeepers were to Sylvie. Um Yeah, but that's so, so but that's a mystery they're definitely giving us, right? Like how does she know that is I think something very fascinating. Right. So, um, I don't know, man. Well, I still have questions about Nexus events and all this stuff. Cause she's took all the, what are we calling time bombs, time nukes. Yeah. Uh, reset charges. She apparently didn't send them to where the timekeepers are, though, because they went to various moments in time, and that's what created all that stuff. I don't, and that's the thing. I mean, I'm just trying to talk through it. It's not necessarily criticism, you know. I'm just trying to understand what the hell's going on from here and why, if it's not Lady Loki, why Enchantress has has the crown. I don't think did Sylvie ever have a crown. I don't know. I think the the thing with the reset charges. They're definitely they've euphemized them. Like they just are bombs that obliterate people and things. Like they just so like I noticed this because we were watching with our oldest daughter, and I was like, Yeah, TVA is so evil killing all those people. And she's like, Well, they don't kill anybody, they just reset the timeline. I'm like, No, sweetheart, they're killing all those people. Yeah. Like, reset the timeline is a nice, clean way to say kill billions of people. Right. And now I'm not sure if it's billions anymore. I'm not sure how localized those are, but like certainly it seems like she sent these various reset charges to different points in history and they're going to remove people from the timeline that will create right. you know create well, new branches, got, right? It's got to be billions. It's got to be cuz they take away that whole timeline and that right, right, right. replicates over and over and over and over so Sylvie or the variant just um, created all sorts of all sorts of stuff. So I do think we need to talk about her. Uh, you know, like 
So we've, we've thought it's Lady Loki. At this point, though, I don't know if I've seen that on social media so much that I'm jumping to it too quick. And they did say she was a Loki from the TVA. And she has the Loki horns. But then when he calls her Loki, she's very clear that she does not want to be called Loki. And then there was a weird line where he said, like, I would never do this to myself. And then in the credits, as you said, she's called Sylvie, which is like a connected name to the Enchantress. It makes me think that her identity is a little more complicated than just, oh, she's a girl Loki from another universe. Like, I feel like there's more going on that they're trying to hint at. Did you guys feel that at all? Yeah, I mean, there's certainly... I I didn't feel that way until I saw in, in the Slack chat that uh, the credits kind of spoiled the identity and maybe that's inaccurate or somehow doubt it's inaccurate um okay so here's the little wormhole that i went or the rabbit hole that i went down if they are from the sacred timeline mm-hmm. if they are from the approved timeline from the timekeepers the loki from that timeline will look like hiddleston's loki if they look like anybody else they're from a different timeline Except Loki's a shapeshifter, so he can look like whatever he wants to look like. So I think there are two paths here. Either she, you know, there's already multiverses out there and the timekeepers are just ignoring them and the TVA, you know, like, okay, we're focusing on the sacred timeline and its branches, but there actually are multiverses out there. You know, their TV screen is only six inches big, so they can only see this one, but there's already, you know, all the branches out there. They just don't fight or I don't know, you know um or this is hiddleston loki doing shape-shifting things just to sort of stay away from the timekeepers and you know chose at some point after you know and who knows how many thousands of years he's been running from the time or planning the timekeeper run or she's been running from the timekeepers um or planning whatever is being planned anyways so if this is actually loki there is a little bit of logic to be like worked through there like why choosing i feel like in that same rabbit hole loki was very careful to talk about the duplication casting versus the illusion casting so i take so i wonder if there isn't going to be something to play with i mean the trickery that if this is a Loki, this enchantress, whatever, if the lady that we saw at the end of this episode is a Loki with, okay, yeah, we got to do lots of like changing how we look and everything to, to keep up this, this really big plan that we're doing. Um, so I have a question for you guys with the illusion mm-hmm. casting versus the duplication casting. When we saw Loki pop into Ragnarok, when they popped in, when he popped into the little prison area, the circular prison to talk to Thor, was that duplication casting or illusion? So I've been thinking, right? Yeah. So I've been thinking a lot about this. I think you're talking about Avengers, right? No, I'm talking about Ragnarok. Ragnarok. Oh, Ragnarok. In Sakaar. Freaky circle. Yeah. Loki goes to talk to him and stuff, and Thor ends up chucking the. He throws oil at the rocks at hand or something. Yeah. Oh yeah. So to me, it's always illusion if it can be passed through. Mm-hmm. 
and it's duplication if there's physicality to it. Mm-hmm. And this is important because we just watched Thor of the Dark World. And there's a scene where Malekith or one of the bad guys stabs Loki with like a big old knife and we think he dies. And it always bothered me that based on the illusion stuff he was doing, that when that knife went through, it should just pass through him. Like when Thor passes through him in Avengers, right? Remember the tumble box they had on the helicarrier and Thor launches at him and he goes straight through the illusion and then falls into that prison cell. And so it always bothered me, how does Malachus stab him? But if that's a multiplication that has a physical body, then that's how Malachus is able to stab him. So that, to me, is the answer. Is If they are touched, can they be touched and interacted with physically, or are they just passed through? So, And I think they took a lot of care to go through and explain that to us. So I think that's going to be critical as we go forward, as far as Loki's... So can Loki send a duplication to the TVA to get pruned while he's actually doing whatever somewhere else? Right. No, it's really interesting. And it also cleans up some Loki history. Like they're like cleaning up plot holes from movies that came out 10 years ago at this point. It, uh, isn't it crazy how Disney can fill or like, um, make a billion dollars off of Norse mythology and at the same time they're doing whatever they can to rewrite the copyright laws so they nobody can ever do it with Mickey Mouse 5,000 years down the line so what I find hashtag screw the man tweet (laughs) (laughs) what I think is really interesting you talk about that mythology thing and I know there's a lot of debate about this we're about to get Jane Foster as Thor, mm-hmm. right? And so there's this thing about, is Thor a name or is it like a title? And there's a sense that Jane is Thor when she has Mjolnir because in some degree, Thor is a title or does that make sense? Well, I mean, DC Comics has a Thor, you know? Well, no, I mean, no, I'm not worried about the copyright. But I'm saying like within universe, Whoever wields Mjolnir has the power of Thor. So Thor is like Thor's name, but it also is kind of a role. Yeah, it's weird because yeah, Thor's so Thor is Captain America, and Thor's also Thor Odinson, right? Right. So it's the moniker and the. the So I'm thinking Loki is the same way. I think this variant Loki is from a timeline where Loki and Enchantress are in a relationship. And then he is killed or has to abdicate his role. And so she becomes Loki to fill the role of the God of mischief. So she has sort of the mantle of Loki, but she's actually enchantress and her, like her name is Sylvie and all these other things. And that's why she is a Loki, but she doesn't like to be called Loki. Interesting. I'll allow it. It also seems that mind power thing she has is we've never seen our Loki do this, right? Like we've never seen Swapping him bodies with the scepter. Well, yeah, with he the... had with the, the stone, but never by like touching. This is more like a Scarlet Witch thing, right? Where he, he touched, she touches right. the, their temples and like kind of takes over their, their mind. Yes, um, but it was green. So it wasn't Scarlet Witch. It was Loki. Right. Cause it was it's a different. Chaos magic. Can we Not please, can we get our, our chart yet? Marvel. Yeah. What, what, are our, what are our magic? Trickery magic. Colors? 
tricky magic. Uh, I mean, no, I just it's... sort of assumed that this variant had the had the scepter had you know like eaten the scepter. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> the 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 stone is infused into their power yes. set. Yes, which means if they ever capture her, she can't do it at the TVA, which would be very important. Right. If it's Infinity Stone based, it wouldn't work at the TVA. I think. Also, if Loki is a shapeshifter. And his magic doesn't work at the TVA. Why doesn't he look blue when he's at the TVA? This is a very good question. That's the best plot hole question I've heard yet. That is a very good question. Excellent question. That's going to drive me nuts. Holy crap. You guys have been bringing this up. Like, yeah. Yeah. Unless, is it Odin's magic that makes him look that way? And if so, like, is Odin's magic still work in the TVA as long as he's not in the TVA? I the only the only answer that I've gotten that's just like how I go to sleep at night is <laughs> he was in that form when he was taken into the TVA. So, so he was yeah. just like phys- like his shape shifting, he was physically in that form. Yeah. Therefore it stayed. So I'll allow it. Yeah. Like we haven't really got any surprises yet though, have we? I mean they tease surprise characters. Is the variant supposed to be our surprise? Are we gonna get uh uh, and Idris Elba, are we going to get Anthony Hopkins, Hemsworth? Well, so the other thing we talked that we have not talked about, there is another Mobius agent who apparently Ravana works with and is somehow hinted at by a FDR middle school pen or high school. I, I don't remember. Oh, I thought he was just being yes. sarcastic. No. No, she has another agent that works and Mobius apparently does not like them. And there was a, she has that pen from the other agent that was FDR middle school or high school. Mm-hmm. And I, to me, uh, hey, it might be another engineer situation, right? Where they don't right. mean this as a big thing, but it felt like a clue that somebody else is around. And, you know, there's sort of the interesting question of like, could Cap have worked for the TVA? Like once he gets the experience of putting away the times, uh, all these different stones and popping in and out of timelines, could there be a Steve Rogers somewhere that like works for the TVA? Maybe he makes a deal that he will work for the TVA from time to time. If they overlook him creating a branch by going back to Peggy. Hmm. I can't imagine Chris Hemsworth or Chris Evans returning for this show, but maybe, I mean, and that's that news came out uh, right when Loki was filming. And it's the sort of thing that I'm okay with Chris Evans lying to me if it's about that. You know. But at the same time, Deadline during the Cap 4 report, Deadline says they are developing Chris Evans' return separate from Cap 4. So right. It's made it sound like it's still in the works and it's like no matter. Some... Well, I didn't understand though. Did they say that they are developing his return as a separate thing or were they saying that this is not the same as the rumored return of Captain Ever- uh, Chris Evans. I think they said developing it separately. So, man, I mean, yeah. you could take that to mean Loki as well, I guess. Yeah. All uh, right. One of the things is nuts if we don't get like a Kang. Re- just say Kang. That's all they need to do. Just say Kang in a post credit scene or give us the Thanos head turn or something. You know, man? I don't yeah. know. It seems weird. Um, one other thing I wanted to talk about that was really interesting was, so when they get an alert, I had thought of the TVA as existing outside of time. 
But that's not really true because when they get an alert about a branching timeline, they have so long to fix it before it goes past the red line. And we get the sense that they cannot just keep going back to the moment that branch started to trim it. They've got one shot at trimming it before it gets beyond the red line. And they also talked about how the end of time is not yet written and the timekeepers are working at writing what the end of time looks like, which suggests that the TVA is existing linearly. And it's, it's almost like, it's really complicated. It makes me think the MCU from a TVA perspective happened a long time ago in the past And so that's why they can go back to it. But they are living in the future of the MCU before the end of the universe or the multiverse. Does this make sense? Like they are linear. The fact that like they went to Wisconsin and they had to trim that line in so many minutes means that they are stuck in a linear time, just the same as Loki. It's just, it's a different linear time than the main universe. Did any of that make a bit of sense? I smell what you're stepping in, Mm -hmm. man. Yeah, okay. <laughs> I mean, it makes sense because the timekeepers, you know, and their whole deal at the end of time and the creation of Immortus and, and all that stuff. Or maybe there is a certain point where they can't prevent there from being a ton of multiverses and they're still trying to figure out what the sacred timeline is. And they're just, maybe we really are at the point they can't get to the end of time. Because the timekeepers are sticking to the sacred timeline, and evidently the sacred timeline is the one that doesn't have the multiversal war. If we assume it wasn't all BS in the first episode. And the sacred timeline is the one that doesn't lead to the big multiverse war. So maybe there's a point where they just simply cannot discern a sacred timeline. That it's like absolutely unavoidable that everything breaks out into the multiverse, and maybe that's actually where we are. It's also insane that this show's using timelines and universes interchangeably. It doesn't make sense. That's not it insane. makes all the sense. It makes the all world, the sense, Adam. Adam. What do you mean it makes all the It's insane. Rhiannon's on Team Caleb. I've it's always been on that team. So you're saying only universes can't have multiple timelines? It doesn't make. I, as I've said from the it beginning, the if sense. they are not rooted in a common a common ancestor right if they don't go back in time to one singular point then there is no way by physical medium to go through like quantum realm and all that stuff it only works if they're using these timelines to go back and then back over to the universes if they are made of separate bits of matter there's no scientific way to connect them scientific you're we're, we're so we're talking as if it's real I think Marvel has always felt like their sci-fi should have some degree of reality to it, yes. Some degree of reality to chaos. Why they hire quantum scientists to, like, talk about their time travel. Mm, Still not buying it, man. (laughs) Still not buying it. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, I, I guess what I would say is part of the reason I feel this way, I do have some argument for it in that they have had opportunities to have truly what we'd call magic or to have elements that were truly divorced from any sort of scientific explanation. And they had it with Thor and they had it with Dr. Strange. And in both of those circumstances, 
they made the specific choice to tell us explicitly you call it magic we call it science but it's really just science that you don't understand so come doctor strange in the multiverse of madness when all this stuff goes to hell inevitably and wanda goes to get billy and teddy back from earth two earth two is going to have to have had to existed for 60 plus years or whatever from when it originally branched off so or, at the same for that time, matter adam it could have branched off six billion years ago because one asteroid hit to the left instead of to the right so what happens in these other branches? so do these branches also branch off or do nexus events not work on earth too oh no they should they should they should branch off exponentially as well yeah And that's how you get that's how you get a universe that's truly weird, like a dark dimension or something, is that everything went wrong five quadrillion times at branch points. Sure, okay. <laughs> so timelines are universes. So the sake of timelines are universe. Well, and, I would say more specifically four is a, a universe. A universe is what the world is like down the road from a branch. And so, yes, they're universes, but they don't feel different. If, you know, the universe where Loki is talking to the Mongolian people in the beginning of Loki episode one, it's a different universe, but it's not functionally different. The only thing that's different is that Loki has the Tesseract. Like there's only one thing that's different you have to branch off a long, long, long time ago to make it truly feel like a different universe with different characters and designs and geography and all that kind of stuff. So there's no need for, what's the Richards kid's name? Nathaniel, right? Nathan? Oh yeah, that, Which, that would that would be an issue, so the way he does no, things. Yeah, yeah. There's, no, um, there's no use for him. Unless you say that his power when he creates a universe is that he's actually creating a divergence point billions and all of years he's so all he's doing is using like a TVA clicker and he's like, yeah, look at me. I my powers is I can use this mid-century <laughs> clicker to make all sorts of new timelines. I, listen, I'm uh, for me, when you see Doctor Strange and you're about to open the astral plane and the crazy mystery tour that Ancient One wants to set him up on, you have a chance to go totally into mysticism. And she goes, well, you have to understand, casting a spell is the same thing as doing an MRI. They're just different ways to look at the same reality. That is trying to ground all their mysticism in science. And that's why Marvel, they operate out of the me Marvel Studios is still making stuff grounded miss me with that stuff that's why they film in a marriott that's why the tva looks like a marriott if you go back and look at the first spider-man uh homecoming trailer there's a shot with vulture in that same marriott like that elevator column yeah you know yeah they almost have used this place several times for an MCU thing. and i'm sure i've been in it i mean to me it's a classic embassy suites design but i i must have been at this Marriott at some point. It, yeah. Uh Dragon Con. They have Dragon Con there. I've never gone to Dragon Con. Or Dragon Con? 
or drinking. I've I've been to Mardi Gras, Caleb. No, no, no. I was teasing Adam's <laughs> accent. Dragon, dragon Con. Oh, I'm not. I just went through this with dragon. someone else. No, I thought you said drinking Con. So what? So it's not. So what? It's the Y. I put a Y in Dragon. No. So your AGs. You do it on all your AGs. Um, you lengthen the A before a G. So I say Agatha. Dragon. You say Agatha. I don't say Agatha. You Agatha. do. I have a ton of examples on a podcast that I've recorded where Dragon. you said Agatha. Dragon. Dragon instead of dragon. It's lengthening of the A before a G. That's not, that's, that's, we're getting down to the nitty gritty. <laughs> I'm, I'm not criticizing Dragon. or saying it's bad. I'm just saying that you do Dragon. say it differently than I do. Uh, this timeline bullshit I worked on. <laughs> Cut the cameras. <laughs> It's stupid. It's silly. It's... All right. Do you guys have any other Loki stuff before I uh, check the mailbag real quick? See if we got comments here. Pull up Twitter too. By the way, uh, some it seems like some people really did like the food episode, which makes me very happy. We didn't go through the mailbag last week, but like, um, I don't know how to pronounce it. Is it Zhao? The guy from Brazil that works with yeah. um, Charles. Yeah. I'm not sure how to pronounce it. Because it's spelled the same way they spell San pa- San Paulo, right? Like, there's like a thing in Portuguese, I think, where that almost has an N. We don't know how to say your name. I feel very bad. But anyway, he was just uh, saying that he was real excited about the idea of a uh, Mochi and Nochi, Noki show. So, Yeah, I thought about you guys when I made Noki this week. Ooh. Oh, and not make gnocchi, but like open up a thing of pre-made gnocchi. And put it in the, put in it in the, the pan. In boiling water. Yes, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Um, over on the website, Love Waffle. Theory time. Here we go. Love Waffle's got a theory. The other Loki at the end of the episode is going to be a female Loki. That is correct. Why would they put the character in a shadow like that It was if it was Tom Hiddleston? From a universe the TVA destroyed because Loki is not a woman in the sacred timeline oh that would be interesting so like the tva is like just being sexist like loki is supposed to be a man and so the fact that this loki had a different gender they're like suppressing her for her gender that's interesting uh this ends up characterizing the tva's dogma as a form of intolerance they're literally hunting down just because she's a woman Loki's end up working together to reclaim their lives from the TVA. The TVA amends the timeline, determined Loki should never have existed, and they rescue a version of Kid Loki who they're trying to kill before he can turn into the first version of Loki in the sacred timeline. I would say, like, like, Loki being stuck in the 50s, like, all of the the, uh, motif of the TVA being in the 50s, and then it being that they're all stuck in the 50s mindset of women would have a little like synergy yeah but i think the only thing against it is they have very specifically given women equal roles as like officers and people who do physical things and in roles of authority like tva seems pretty egalitarian so far the biggest person holding back women are other women in the workplace or or commonly in the workplace women are held back by other women did you just watch a webinar on that or something or what? I actually spelt that BS without having to study up. <laughs> I'm, I'm actually, I, yeah, I, I have a lot to say about women in the workplace that doesn't come up on the podcast. <laughs> that, check also- out Women in the Workplace News Desk. <laughs> 
Love Waffle also says, I don't know. Maybe the show's going to end with Loki apprehending the other Loki and giving the TVA a big speech about how they should do better and not call her a time variant while not doing anything to ensure that it actually happens. It's hard to tell with these Disney Plus shows. I think that was kind of a hit, a shot at Falcon Winter Soldier that you just end the season with a big, a big conversation. The, the a big finales talk. are kind of... Uh... I, I love it. With TV cameras, even or uh, Miss Minutes standing by watch, and that um, naked robot guy that made makes everyone naked. Why oh, didn't yeah. he, Why didn't they get a name? Why didn't that robot get a name? They made know. funny faces. Uh, over on Twitter, somebody at Sucker, I was he Adam was talking about our podcast uh, after one of your tweets blew up a little bit. And he said, I didn't know that Adam starred in a podcast. Well, at Adam least for one more week. <laughs> at least for yeah, one I more week he does. I don't even have top billing rights, Tucker. <laughs> I mean, come on, man. Adam graces us with his presence on Caleb's podcast. Yeah, this is oh, Caleb's geez. show. Oh, no. <laughs> Caleb News Desk. We show, I have 20 domains to buy. I have News Desk, newsdesk.com in my card right now. <laughs> <laughs> I wondered when Adam would start with all of his comicbook.com fame bringing in new listeners. So Adam, maybe you should talk about us more. <laughs> maybe not. I, I've been meeting, I've been meeting, you know, I'm trying to try to work some magic and trying to build us into something. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know where I'm going with this. Adam just... keeps trying to get us to get real press cred, press credentials. Oh, I'm just trying. Yeah, I'm just saying. If 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 you guys, it might be there. If you guys want it there. All right. We should we should do more guests though. We should. We should. I've been trying to uh, kind of pay attention to see who tweets about Loki and stuff. And... I have loved all the guests that we have had. I mean, it's been, I, I've loved the type of guests that we've had on the rare occasions that we've done it. Yeah. Um, we should catch up with Emiak Walker sometime. He just got cast in a pretty big movie. Was it Bullet Train maybe? With uh, Brad Pitt or something. Uh, only other thing I'm finding on Twitter, at Cinema Joe's uh, sent us a, a, a funny comic panel about Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. So, uh, uh, you guys can see that. It's too long to explain. But uh, you can see that on our Twitter, at Marvel News Desk. Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., what a show that was. It used to be uh, canon and no longer is. Sorry. All right. Does that do it, guys? Is that all we got? Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Awesome. Well, I figure we'll be back here next week for Loki 3. It's really interesting. Um, Tom Hiddleston told the BBC that like the show takes a real weird, crazy turn in episodes 4 and 5. So it makes me think episode 3 is going to tread water. But that's maybe a cynical way to look at that comment. But uh, I'm fascinated to see where we go. So we will be back to talk about Loki. Thanks for supporting the show, guys. Thanks to our patrons. Patreon.com slash Marvel News if you want to help the show continue to exist. Thanks for listening, sharing with your friends, and we'll see you guys later.